What's up, everybody? My name is Kenny Simpson. And if you do not know who I am, welcome. Today, as you can see, I am wearing my Real Estate Hustle shirt. I have my fancy schmancy jacket on because today I wanted to go through what I'm calling it the state of the economy addressed based from my point of view. As many of you know that watch me, um, we have a podcast in the cash flow game with K&K. My wife and I do residential financing, one to four units, and she does commercial financing. We're obviously real estate investors. You can find much, much more information about us if you just click here on our website. And then also, um, I'm an avid reader, podcaster, studier of people that are macroeconomics, um, real estate. So I very am in tune with the market, spend a lot of time on research, studying data. And today I wanted to shoot this video and come to you guys with what I think what's going on. Um, real estate, we're gonna have a recession, you know, stocks, crypto, and basically where's the opportunity lie and what can we do now? So thank you for joining me. Um, hopefully you will share this message, this video with others and uh, let's jump right into it. So before I jump in and we start talking about what is going on in the economy and all the stuff we just mentioned, I wanna go backwards. So I know people say we shouldn't look at the past, but in, when we're looking at um, the economy and macroeconomics or with micro, whatever it is, we wanna go back. So how in the world did we get here today? And I wanna be quick. Basically, as you guys know, depending on how long you've been around on this earth, you might've been through, this is your first cycle. So you might've entered into the real estate market. You might've entered your job. You might've been coming out of college after or during the last financial crisis, maybe you knew somebody that lost a business. Maybe you knew that somebody lost a home. Maybe you knew somebody that lost like 10 homes, right? Maybe you know somebody that filed bankruptcy, foreclosure, short sale, um, got their credit ruined, lost everything. Maybe you knew people that bought a lot of real estate or invested in the stock market at the all time low or bought crypto and made a ton of money. Regardless of who you are, who you know, what's going on, if this is your first time entering to a market like this, we call a bear market, which is potentially for some people, it's scary. For other people, they look at it as where's the opportunity. So today, what I wanna do is I wanna go back, as I just mentioned, and talk about what happened in 2008 quickly and why we're here. So I'm not gonna talk about the meltdown and all that stuff. We're not here to compare what happened prior to now. What we really wanna talk about is why we're here today at this point. So the federal government last time when the meltdown happened, when basically uh, we woke up one day and really what happened guys is we gave a lot of bad loans to a lot of people in the real estate market. And everybody knew we were doing it. The government was in on it. Wall Street was in on it. They pushed this down to the lenders, to mortgage brokers, and basically all these loans went out there. People were buying homes. We call it the heartbeat and pen loan. So if you had a heartbeat and you had a pen, we could get you a loan. They were doing 100% financing on primary, 100% financing on investing. My point is we dumped a bunch of liquidity into the market and made all these loans. And there was a lot of fraud and corruption as we all know now. And this resulted in a an explosion. The real estate market tanked. All these lenders went under. All these banks went under, they made a bunch of bad loans. And let's just say we had a major recession and a reset. From that point, the government feared that we were gonna have a depression, the whole system was gonna collapse, probably was. We never know because they jumped in and they basically printed, let's just round up and call it about a trillion dollars of stimulus into the market. They basically you know, bought some bad assets, built out some banks, built out some companies. Um, I, we might have, I can't remember, gave, gave money to people. And we also did, you know, there's short sales, there's loan mods, there's all this stuff going on, right? So if you're in real estate at the time and you happen to buy, you probably are sitting on a great, some great equity, you probably got a great buy and you probably refi many, many times and your rate is really, really low as you're watching this video. A lot of people got crushed, missed out on the opportunity, didn't know it was coming, didn't have the insight, didn't have the data, didn't have the information. And today, that is why I'm here. So as I mentioned, how did we get here? As I mentioned before, there's, they were giving, they started stimulus. And over this last, from 2008, 9, 10, 
they just kept their foot on the stimulus gas. And when I mean stimulus, artificially keeping rates low, right? Pumping money into the system. Still maybe bailing out the repo market, bailing out the banks. There might be some things I mentioned here. If I don't cover them, go Google it, watch a YouTube video, and you can look up what it is. I can't spend all my time here going through what everything means. So that's why there's a thing called Google. Look it up to learn more about it. So what happens today? We kept going as the market in real estate, if, like I said, was getting good and we kind of had some highs and lows. 2018 is a pivotal point. That is where we started seeing rates rise. We started seeing a little cracking in the economy and obviously Fed's kind of freaked out. They started coming in, buying back mortgage-backed securities, bringing rates down, you know, putting money, liquidity in the system. We had a refi boom in 2019. Repo market exploded, they built it out, and lo and behold, stock market peaked. We probably would have had a recession. They're all planning on it, and this thing called COVID hit. And when COVID hit, the government really freaked out because they realized the entire world is going to be shut down, especially the United States. That means most businesses, <clears throat> no flying, no cruise ships, no hotels, no restaurants, a lot of companies. I mean, you name it, you live through it, you know what I'm talking about. We all thought, is the end here? Is it over? Is this life as we know it? Well, I sit here, uh, let's call it a couple of years later, we're still alive. We made it. But what we did is we printed way too much money. You heard the print term. We're going to go get into that. We gave way too much money to people, way too much money to businesses, and we kept bond keeping rates way too long. And guess what, folks? Everybody thinks... What they just did in the last two years is the pain we're feeling now. It's actually not true. What we did over the last 10 plus years since the Great Recession is why we're feeling the pain now. And that's what I want to get into today. So how do we get here? Think of it this way. It's very, very simple. I'm going to break it down because you hear all these crazy things. When we are having a booming market and the federal government, right, the feds, like let's mention Jerome Powell, he's in charge of it. When he wants to stimulate the economy, they can bring rates down. But really what they do, guys, is they bring liquidity. They bring money into the market. That means they, they give money to banks. They give money to Wall Street. They Now we're giving money to actually people. We're actually depositing in your bank account. Here's $1,400. Here's another $1,400. They, they overpay for unemployment. You should have got you know X amount. Let's double it, right? Hey, don't make your mortgage payment. All this stimulus, stimulus, stimulus. Everything is stimulus. But what it is... It's money, 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 money. How did I keep rates low? Put money in. How did I give you stimulus? Gave you money. How did I bail out the banks prior? Gave them money. How did I bail out the companies now? Gave them money. So what you're seeing is an influx of money. And then now what you're seeing is they're pulling the money back. So as a quote, I'm going to give you and share some of the stuff. Like I said, please look it up. Um, Raising rates. Judy Shelton. What they're doing is lifting two specific rates and one is the rate that the fed pays to commercial banks to depository institutions to keep their reserves sitting there doing nothing it's almost extortion here's what we will pay you and now we're going to increase it to keep that money sitting in your reserve account not buying anything not investing in anything completely sterile and that is about 3.9 trillion the other rate, when they raise the rate, is 10 basis points less than that. And that's the rate they pay on overnight reverse repurchase agreements. That's another 1.8 trillion. So the Fed is paying hedge fund managers and banks interest to keep that money out of the real economy. And we're talking 5.7 trillion that money that the Fed has been able to pay, that has to come out of their portfolio earnings, but now it's going to start to eat them all up. If they even get up to, to 3% on reserves, if reserves hadn't gone down very much, um, that's gonna eat up the 120 billion that last year they gave to Treasury. So at some point, probably in the next year, the Fed would have to go to Treasury and say, you have to give us approval to pay banks, about a third of them are foreign-owned banks, not to make loans. 
And all of this is supposed to help us be dealing with a supply problem, which is really what's causing the inflation right now. I guess I'll just sum up by saying the Fed's only policy option, its only real tool is to kill demand by raising interest rates. So what you're seeing right now, what you're feeling is why I'm having shooting this video is you are seeing money come out of the system. Because money is coming out of the system, rates are, they're also, they're also raising the rates. So what happens is if I take money out of the system and I start raising the rates, so what I do is there's the Fed, there's the banks, and there's everything else. There's car loans, there's credit card loans, there's mortgage loans, there's business loans, there's all these things, right, that we all live off. If you wanna buy a couch and you wanna get credit, that needs a loan. You want to buy a car that needs a loan you want to buy a house that needs a loan you want to get business loan you see all these loans the fed that gives money over here right to the banks they keep raising the rate so the banks have to raise the rate which ultimately passes on the consumer which is you and i so we have to pay more so if i'm paying more for a house for a car for a credit card for an engagement ring for a new sofa a new bed whatever it is if it costs more, I'm less likely to what? Go buy stuff, right? Which would basically slow things down. That is what you're seeing in simple terms. So now let's move on into why rates matter. So obviously, as you guys know, if you've never paid attention to inflation or rates, why do rates matter? Because you're feeling it now. The interest rate, for example, um, on a house at... 3% compared to 6% could literally be, depending on the mortgage amount, it could be $500 difference, $1,000 difference. That's huge. So if everything in your life that now you're paying interest on went up, the cost of that capital is more, it's going to hurt you. So on top of that, rates are higher, borrowing costs are higher. Now you have higher inflation. So energy, gas, food, all these commodities are higher. That is hurting the average consumer, which means... I'm a consumer, I'm getting hurt at the pump, at the food, at my rent, at my housing. I'm gonna go, can't go on that trip, can't buy those shoes, can't buy that car, can't, you know, not gonna go out to the restaurants. I'm gonna start having an impact on the economy. What happens is a trickle down effect, right? Is what what I'm what I've been telling everybody in my life around me is we we've already started looking at what we can cut, cut the fat, get rid of stuff because I know what we're coming into. We're gonna come into a tighter economy where people are going to spend less money. It's going to be a trickle-down effect. Most people, this is they don't know about this. They don't know about the liquidity on the market. You're watching your local news. You're watching what the White House is saying. The White House clearly is saying we're not going to have a recession. Why 75% of CEOs of all the companies are saying we're going to have a recession. Why all the top Wall Street economists, money gurus, all this are already know we are going to have a recession. So basically, depending on who you're listening to is how you're going to determine so that's why people that are making moves now, cutting the fat, cutting their costs, slowing down spending because they know what's coming. They don't want to get caught. They don't want to get blindsided like a lot of us did last year. That's why I'm shooting this video to hopefully help you where you can take this information and share it with others. So number one, why do rates matter? Because it's a trickle down effect. If everybody starts slowing spending, the next thing that's going to happen is there's going to be less consuming. There's going to be less money floating around. There's going to be less production. So that means we're going to need less jobs. That means people are going to make less money. That means the server that's making, you know, three hundred dollars nine tips. Maybe they're only going to make one hundred fifty. The trickle down effect is it starts to affect every little thing. If rates are high, people don't want to buy a house. They don't want to buy a car. They don't want to buy a boat. They don't want to buy an RV. They don't want to buy a motorcycle. They don't want to buy all this other stuff. It costs. It doesn't make sense. It's too much. Also, what does that mean? If your credit card's more and people are max it out and that payment that was $500 is now $700 because the rate went up, that is going to hurt them. So higher rates equals slowing down the economy equals hurting the consumer equals we are going to end up in some type of slowdown or recession. So we talked about money out of the system, how that affects the economy. And now I want to move on to the next topic, which is inflation. So as you guys might know, if you've never heard of inflation, if you've never experienced inflation, welcome to the party. We're here. Inflation's real. I know the Fed's been saying we're trying to get inflation. We're trying to get inflation. They pumped. They did all this stuff. Everybody's like, we're never going to have inflation. Well, guess what, guys? We are experiencing inflation at a high level right now. 
the number that you see is not even accurate because they don't include, you know, energy. They don't include um, food in there. So the, you know, let's say the inflation rate they're saying is eight and a half. It's probably closer to a 15%, 14%. That's the truth. Um, and that's what we're experiencing now. As you guys realize what inflation does is it for people that are barely making it, it is crushing them right now. It is absolutely crushing the lower, uh, the lower sphere, the people that probably make, you know, entry level jobs, the minimum wage, they're getting hammered. There's people in the Midwest that literally live in a state. They have never even seen gas at $4. They're paying gas at $5 right now. And that seems to be getting worse. Whatever the Fed's doing is not slowing down gas or not slowing down food because we have supply chain issues. So we have a lot of things going on right now that are causing inflation. Number one, we gave too much money and everybody bought goods. Number two, we had a lockdown. So supply chains are backed up. Number three, we have a war, right? That war is slowing down gas. It's slowing down, you know, one of the countries, Ukraine apparently has fertilizer, you know, the fertilizer that goes around the world. So that now we're having a lack of that. There's also other countries that we're also all overpaying for energy. Your electric bill, if you haven't noticed, it's gone up. Your gas bill's gone up. Your food bill's gone up. If you have the Uber delivery come, you're like, my gosh, I thought it was more. If you take an Uber, it's more. Everything is more, guys. We're just all getting hammered. We all have to pay for it, right? So inflation is the biggest topic of the feds right now. They are trying to kill inflation. What they're really trying to do is destroy demand in the economy, which hopefully brings down inflation, brings us something back to where they're 2% level normal, where they like to live. This is unsustainable. You have local politicians at the local level. Your city is getting hammered by, by people saying, do something. This is crazy. Aren't you going to do something? So what are you going to start hearing? You're starting to hear is, let's cut the tax, tax. Let's cut the tax tax. You know, let me start the gas tax. Let's, let's now, maybe we should give money to people again, which caused inflation. You're going to start hearing all these crazy things we need to do to cure inflation because we're running into problems. It's going to start slowing the economy and, and it's just, it's, we're not getting ahead of it. And so as we sit here, last month they came out, they did a 0.75 rate hike. Remember, that's where the money that goes from the Fed to the banks, that borrowing costs got a lot more expensive. In July, they're supposed to do another rate hike. So this is the fastest in a long time. Rates have never moved up this fast. They've never done this much QT, which is quantitative tightening. So they never try to slow down the economy this fast they are doing right now. So... How fast can inflation unwind? We just don't know. We just, we really don't. If somebody tells you they know, they don't have a crystal ball. Last time in the Great Recession, inflation, I believe, was in the fives, and that came down to a screeching halt within six months. We all lived there. We knew it. Um, that's because we weren't getting bailed out as much. We weren't able to miss our mortgage payments, our car payments, all this. It was kind of like if you couldn't pay, you went right into ruin your credit, foreclosure, short sale, loan law, whatever it was. So let's talk about the stock market, the cryptocurrency, and your 401k. And let's kind of start bringing this all together. Then we're going to go to real estate after that next. So we talked about how do we get here? We talked about interest rates, how, how this is affecting us, which we're all, I'm telling you the obvious, it's all going to come together in the end. This is all affecting us. And we talked about inflation. We talked about the money coming out of the system, right? And then we talked to now, now we're talking about what is the impact on all this having? Well, unless you guys have been living under a rock or a bridge or on an island, if it's not an island, good for you. Um, hopefully uh, none of this is affecting you, but let's talk about stocks, cryptocurrency and your 401k. I'm sure when you woke up in December of 2021 and you looked at your stock portfolio, your crypto portfolio, it looked pretty good. If you looked at it today, it looks pretty lousy. Let's just be honest, right? So what's happened is rates, inflation, and all this stuff is starting to have an impact on cryptocurrency, the stock market, and also your 401k. Why? Because remember, the stock market, the bond, the treasury, all this stuff that we heavily rely on, right, to uh, guide to what's going on in the market, what's the psyche of the consumer, how the overall picture is, they look out. So they look out six months. They are predicting, you're seeing this market sell-off crash because they are predicting what is coming. They are predicting a, risk, a reset, a slowdown, a recession, whatever it is when to call it. Nobody knows how bad it's gonna be or not bad it's gonna be, we don't. 
We don't know, but they're pulling back. People are getting margin calls. That means if somebody had a million dollars in crypto, they went and get, got a $500,000 loan out. And now their crypto portfolio is worth $500,000. They probably already sold your crypto without even calling you or asking you because they, they want to get paid back. So there is a lot of things going on right now. And the underlining, like I said, the underlying things that the average consumer, the average person doesn't know, they don't understand. They are not talking about this even on CNBC or the White House. They're not even talking really about this at your local news station because they don't even understand how this stuff works. They don't understand the, how the system works. They understand that about money coming in and out. But you guys, what you're feeling and seeing is all of this stuff combined. That's why your 401k is out on this. So is it going to get any better anytime soon? I don't think so. Could we have a rally and then a sell-off? Absolutely. We haven't even got into the pain. We haven't even got into the psyche in, in, out there that we are officially in a recession. So th these are the things that we're going through and this is why you're seeing these things. So I'm taking you back step-by-step step how we're getting here. So the first thing that you saw correct was the stock market and crypto because it looks out. The real estate market doesn't look out six months, which we're getting into next. It's right here, right now, what's happening today. So now let's jump into the real estate market. A lot of you guys watching this are in the real estate market, just like me. I'm in it daily. I watch rates go from literally from the beginning of the year to 3% to almost 6%. Now, thank goodness I've decided to become a mortgage broker where I think rates and all that stuff are much more competitive where other lenders um, are getting squeezed with margin and the rates are higher. So what is happening in the real estate market? We literally do, um, we do presentations and webinars monthly. So we look over the data month over month over month over month over month. Starting in January, nobody, nobody that I heard outside of even all the, like the stuff that we look at, I didn't hear anybody think rates would be 6% in June or May of this year. Nobody. Most people thought if we're going to be at 5% or 4%, it was going to be at the end of the year. Well, folks, we hit that months ago. So, Nobody predicted rates would go this high. Nobody also predicted the Fed was going to push rates this high because we're just not used to it. We're more used to a Fed that comes in and there's any problems in the market. They just put that money in there, that liquidity, right? Boom, make it better, make it better. It's kind of like when you have a kid and they are crying or upset because they want ice cream and you're like, if I just get them the damn ice cream, they'll just be quiet. So just go buy them the ice cream. But the Fed now realizes that, sorry guys, you're gonna have to cry because the ice cream store, it's closed. And this kid's gonna be really pissed off, but I can't go and just, just here, bail you out, give you the ice cream to be quiet. That is not an option because of inflation. So with real estate, interest rates like a hockey puck went way up. And then the thing that is saving us in real estate right now is inventory. Inventory was at an all time low before the rates went up. The short sales, the foreclosures, that percentage of the market that were being sold was at an all-time low. Consumer, the um, the profile of a borrower consumer that's borrowing, that's basically getting a loan, is at like an all-time high. The credit score is high, the income's high, they're putting money down, we're going full dock. That looks really, really strong, right? So you had low inventory, low foreclosures, low short sales, then you had a profile of a borrower that was about as strong as we can get. And the other thing is 70, 75% of people have an interest rate of 4% or less. And the difference from last cycle to this cycle is there's, I think a couple million, two, $3 million of arms. Last cycle, there's 13 million arms that are resetting. And those arms are not the same now. There's teaser rates, there's option arms. There's basically just a bunch of shitty products that people got put into and how we even, look, for example, if you're gonna get an interest-only arm back in the day, we could even qualify you on a low start rate on the interest-only payment and you could barely even make that work. Today, it's if you want interest-only, it's it's 2% higher, it's a 20 year M. It's much more difficult to qualify. So the underwriting standards are still tight. So we did make good mortgages. People's debt that they have in their home is most of them locked in a 30 year fix. It's a low rate. so that payment's really, really low. So as far as those fundamentals as a consumer, not the housing market, right? Just the consumer from credit profile to um, income to the affordability and stuff, the rate they're locked in, they're looking pretty good. So what is going to screw up the real estate market? Well, we are gonna get more and more inventory. Buyer demand's down, right? 
sellers haven't necessarily, we were talking about this yesterday, sellers haven't grasped or really come to the conclusion yet that the market has shifted. Why? Because for many of them, it just started changing weeks ago or just a month ago. So they, they, they might have a house in the market that's been sitting there for 30 days going, well, it's a little slower, we gotta wait. Or we're overpriced, I just haven't accepted reality. So what we're going to see in real estate, in my opinion, over the next 30, 60, 90, 120 days, is you're gonna start seeing people that price their house like interest rates were lower. Because remember, if interest rates were lower, we would not be sitting here talking about a housing problem. It would be out there buying, you know, because it's much cheaper. So what you're gonna start seeing is people are going to have to get this new, even commercial, residential, they're gonna have to accept the new reality. Interest rates are higher, buyer demand is down, this is becoming a buyer's market. I priced my house out like it was two months ago. I missed it. I missed that boat. The boats left the dock. I'm at 2 million. I might have to be at 1.9 or 1.8. That's it. If they're not going to accept that, they're either going to take their house off the market, live there, rent it, and wait for the market to come back, or they're going to accept reality and lower. The problem is when that guy lowers, the next guy that lists is going to have to accept reality too. So the market is going to get set by all the new listings that aren't selling that people have to sell when they come down, whether it's a price cut or they take a lower offer, that is gonna start setting the curve. So you're gonna get this comp, that comp, this comp, that comp. And what's gonna happen is you start to refi, you start to buy new people that enter the market that might go, well, I think my house is worth this. The problem might be is that appraiser's gotta go out and get comps. You might start seeing houses come really under value. Deals blowing up, deals not making sense, people walking away, people maybe even walking away from a deposit. I'd rather just you take my 10, 20 grand than go buy this house or this investment property because you're not being reasonable and I'm out. So you're gonna start seeing that. Also with the real estate market, we haven't gotten into the opportunities, it's there gonna be many, many opportunities. But what's happening right now is becoming a buyer's market, number one. People that are gonna be overpaying for houses, could there still happen? Absolutely. I mean, it's happening probably in different places, wealthy neighborhoods. If there's a certain neighborhood that doesn't get much missed listings and there's a great house that comes on there and some wealthy person just has that extra money and they want it, they might overpay for it. But mainly what you're gonna see is price reductions. Um, remember the seller is gonna have to get more realistic. Um, interest rates are not coming down soon. So cost of capital is gonna be more. The buyers are not gonna have to overpay. The buyers are not gonna have to do all this crazy stuff. You know. I got to go walk on water or, you know, pay for your move or pay for a vacation or close in five days or, you know, remove all my contingencies. That stuff will probably go away where the buyer's going to be like, here's a 30 day offer. I want my contingencies. I want the inspection. All that craziness is going to go away. And also the next thing is buyers are going to start going, I want a price reduction. I want a seller credit towards closing costs. It's already happening. We're starting to see the shift today. There will be other markets that got way too many people there, um, like way too much hype, way too much growth, overbuilt, people way overpaid, too much excitement, too much movement there. Those markets could see more of a correction. Um, some markets might see minimal correction. It's all gonna come to supply and demand, right? So the real estate market over the next, like I said, 120 days over time, we're gonna start seeing where rates go. We're gonna start seeing a shift, remember in the seller, the buyer, the whole thing, it's already happening, but it's going to come quicker than we think. So the next topic I wanted to talk about is fear. So here's my prediction with fear. Here is what I believe is going to happen next. First quarter of this year, we actually had, um, which will pop up charts. You'll, as we move out this, you'll see charts pop up and things like that. I might go away, they, I, my chart comes up and as I'm talking through, but one of the charts that is gonna pop up here would be the inflation chart. You will see where inflation was higher and then it's obviously this first quarter of 2022, it has gone down. If the second quarter of 2022, which is a prediction is gonna be negative again, means that means for GDP is actually, it went from like five to negative 1.4, we're losing, it's a negative another quarter. July 1st, July 5th, July 6th, you are going to start seeing economists, Wall Street. It's the, the, basically the news is gonna turn from, are we in a recession to, we are, we are technically in a recession. We've had two negative quarters. Let me read you the definition of a recession so we can get this clear. 
a period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activity are reduced, generally identified by the fall in GDP in two successful quarters. Okay, so that's what basically what it means. So if we have recession and it says we are hitting a recession, we have technically hit recession and it's in the news, I'm telling you it is gonna be all over the place. The White House is in denial. They don't wanna admit it. That is gonna change. They're gonna look even like more idiots, just like they didn't believe in inflation. They wanted to keep money. And we'll get into that in the end. And basically they're not accepting reality of a recession because they're trying to keep you, the consumer, consuming and thinking everything's okay. And basically I'm not here to tell you everything's not okay. I'm here to give you what's going on in the market. So in six months, three months, when you see a shift and change, you can say, I watched that video by Kenny and oh my gosh, he nailed it. It's not that I'm nailing it guys. I'm studying a lot of people that have been doing this longer, doing a lot of research. This all, what I'm giving you is from many, many conversations, many, many interviews, many podcasts, many articles that I'm giving this to you and trying to simplify it for you. So what I believe next is when the fear tactic comes in. And this is the psyche of all of us, right? Some of us, it's already here, not fear. Some of us have already planned that we know what's coming. Like for example, me, we've cut the fat. We got rid of stuff we don't need. You go through what you can get rid of. You start tightening and I'm going to get into why you're tightening. And it might be for reasons you don't understand or you don't believe, or you might not want to do. So July comes, we are going to be, I believe in a recession. So every news station, everything's made recession, recession, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, recession, recession. Everybody's going to wake up like, oh my God, we're in a recession. And you're going to go, this doesn't make sense. I'm traveling, the airline, the, the, my, my flight's getting canceled. The airports are busy. I'm at the mall, people are shopping, people are eating, people are having a great time. Exactly, guys. That's what I'm trying to tell you. What, I'm, what you're experiencing is great because nothing has hit yet. We, we, the money is pu- being pulled out of the system now. Remember, just as when we gave all this money, look how long it took from 2020 all the money that came in the market. Remember, COVID lockdown, they started printing money, giving you money. We didn't see inflation rise until June of 2021. Guys, this takes time to fact, to, to get into the economy. So the tightening and all this, it doesn't just happen tomorrow. This happens over time. And when you're gonna wake up in six months and go, where do, how do we get here? How I started this, we're already here. We're here now. So the fear is going to hit because the media is going to blast this all over. It's going to be a recession. And what does a recession mean? Do you know the biggest Google search right now? Do you know what it is? It's recession. There's a reason because everybody's like, what does this mean? Even when I read it to you, what it means is, is that shit could get slower or get real slow or get real bad or but what it means to me is that you, as us, the consumer, we're going to tighten. We're going to freeze. We're going to save. We're going to get nervous. We're going to get scared. We're going to have fear. We're going to have insecurities. Employers might have insecurities. That's why you're seeing the biggest rescinding job offers right now. That's why you're seeing Amazon, Facebook, Tesla, the smartest entrepreneurs, the smartest companies already cutting because they know what's coming. How do they know it's coming, guys? Facebook has a billion people. Do you think they have data? They have a lot more data than the government, guys. They, they know what's going on. That's why they're the first to cut. Amazon, how are they the first to cut? How is Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, why did they sell their stock at the end of last year at the peak? They're not inciting trading. Guys, they know what's coming. They see the consumer data. They say our deliveries are down 0.005, then 0.007. That doesn't mean anything to you or I, but he's like, it's declining. He knows what's coming. They didn't become the smartest, the wealthiest people for nothing. They have the best data. They have the best research. They're connected politically. They know what's going on, guys. This is why they're cutting. They're getting ahead of this. That doesn't mean they don't come back around because guess what's on the other side of this? The job hopping, have you ever heard of job hopping? Maybe you're doing it. You went from $60,000 in 2020, and now you're at 100, 120 with signing bonuses. And now you built your life and your lifestyle, and in your head, you're worth 120,000. But guys, is that really your worth 120? Can you maintain that? Can you keep that? Are you gonna have that like 
drive and hustle to bring the value to the company to keep you at 120? Or are you really worth 60? And because there's so much what? Money in the system and the market was so much pent up demand, they needed employers so bad, they're willing to say, shit, just pay Tom, Susie, Mary, Karen, pay her the 120, get her in here, I need her. Are you the first one that's gonna be let go and go, you're only worth 60? Are they gonna cut your bonus? Are they gonna cut your salary? It's happening, guys. This is what you don't understand. You don't believe this is gonna happen. Maybe you've never lived through this. Maybe you haven't lived through a time where somebody's building a hotel, building an apartment building, building an office building, building a house. And that lender calls and says, we're not gonna fund you anymore. You can't do that. Sue me. Yes, this is the reality. We don't know how bad things are gonna get. So that's why the fear sets in when you start hearing, oh my gosh, my friend Tom lost his job. He can't find a new one. These rescinding of jobs, people left a job thinking they had a job. Now they get to go back to the employer like, we don't want you, you left. You want a guy that left to come back? I don't think so. Now they get to go find a job. I'm reading articles about single moms that left to get this job. Now they're like, what am I supposed to do? They can't find a job. Yes, there's all these jobs out there, but how fast is that market gonna come down? All I'm saying, guys, is the fear is already coming because you're not paying attention, because you're watching Netflix, because you're watching your local news, because you're listening to somebody that doesn't know what the hell they're talking about, that doesn't even understand. What do you mean liquidity out of the market? What the hell is a repo market? What do you mean the Fed's going to stop buying mortgage-backed securities, which we haven't even mentioned over the next six months? That's another almost trillion dollars out of the market. What does that mean? Guys, I'm just telling you, they are yanking the liquidity out. You're building a house and your lender says, hey, Tom, we can't give you any more money because of whatever. He pulled the liquidity out of your deal. How are you going to build your house? You got to go find another bank or you got to do it yourself. That's what's happening. So fear is going to come. How are you going to deal with it? How you prepare for it is basically in the recession is what I talked about. So let's talk about the recession. The recession part of this is where things get scary for most people. People that didn't plan, people that over leveraged, people that went out, like I said, and bought the house, the car, the second home, um, you know, have this crazy, bought a motor home, bought the motorcycles, all this, because they got pay raises, they got bonuses, they got this new salary. Look, don't get me wrong. Maybe you're great at your job, you'll crush it, you'll remain in there, you'll make your money, no problem. But what's gonna happen is this is gonna be the separation season. The employees that are worth 120 that stay there are gonna stay there. The ones that didn't deserve it, they're gone, okay? So recession basically to me is separation season. It separates the, the, the doers from the don'ts, the fakers from the real people, right? The people that just wanna show up to the people that wanna build. So if you're working for somebody, how do you keep your job? How do you keep your bonus? How do you keep your salary? How do you keep crushing it? You got to be, you got to add value to your company right now, more than ever. You got to, you're going to have to work harder. So a lot of us over the last couple of years, not me, because I was in an industry that was booming. We we're killing ourselves. Um, you guys were slacking off. You didn't have to work from home. It was easier making this money. Man, this is great. Life is good. Shit, I work from home. I get to work out. I get to go for lunches. They don't even pay attention. Now they're like, get your ass back in the office. You better be productive. You better work. We're cutting people. That Your buddy just got fired. It's going to get real. You're going to get scared. Now there's a recession. What? It, how bad can a recession get? Nobody knows, guys. Nobody knows. We don't know. So I'm not going to get too much about a recession, but we know recession can get, it can be a, it can be a little dip. It can be a, a a V, it could be a U, we don't know yet. We just don't know, but we know one's coming. I believe it's coming and it's gonna be real. It's gonna be impactful, but where's the opportunity? And that's the next topic. So the next two things I wanna talk about, where are the opportunities and what can we do now to take advantage of them? And I wanna end this on a positive note. So I'm gonna, one of one of everybody's favorite um, quotes, is two of them by Warren Buffett. One is when um, when people are being greedy, be fearful. But when people are being fearful, what I just said, be greedy. So let me give you an example. Warren Buffett is sitting on $100 billion, right? 19, 20, 21. 
didn't deploy any of it. Everybody's like, what is this guy doing? Is he, is he old? He's lost his mind? Is he giving up? No, he's waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And already this year, he's already deployed $50 billion. So the smartest, what some people say, the smartest real estate investor of our time, not real estate investor, sorry, the smartest investor of our time, one of them, has deployed $50 billion for this year already. In the last three years, didn't do really do much. Just sat back and watched. Watch crypto go up, watch stock, housing, all this, set back. He doesn't need to do anything, obviously, you guys know. He's very, very wealthy. He is getting ready to deploy because people are going to get fearful. And they're going to get more and more fearful. And a guy like that, that is when he made his money last time, buying, helping bail out banks is up. And that's how he's going to make it this time. Second quote I love about him is when the tide goes out, you'll see who's naked or who's not. So what that means is when you hit this recession, you're going to see who basically not really worked their business wasn't successful, they're living off credit cards, cash out refis, whatever, that's gonna come to them. And they will, their face will show. And I saw this last time, it sucks because people, they take it differently, but it hurts. It hurts their ego because they wanna be this, you know, guy with the nice cars and nice houses and all this, but you know, the reality, the reality comes, it's gonna come hard. So where is the opportunity? Guys, where there is fear, where there is a recession, there's obviously opportunity. So what can we do about it now? What you should be doing if you're watching this video and you haven't, look, if you're a gazillionaire, you're watching this, you already know what to do, most likely. But if you're struggling, if you're gonna be like, man, you gotta cut back, I'm worried about my job, I'm worried about this, a couple things. If you own a house, you have equity, go get a line of credit. Why? Because if you have a line of credit, whether you have a business, or there's real estate or an opportunity, you could have an opportunity to tap into that equity and deploy it into stocks, crypto, real estate, your business, starting a business, buying a business, whatever it may be, maybe to save your ass if you lose your job, whatever. But I'm not telling you to invest all that. Like I said, I'm just telling you, have money on the sideline for an opportunity. Most of you watching this are gonna be an opportunity to invest in real estate, right? Number two, Go through your credit card receipts, go through your bank statements and start highlighting green is that you have to buy this shit and red is that you don't need this shit right now. Start eliminating stuff you don't need. Yeah, I'm telling you to cut back. Why? Stack your money because I don't care if you have 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, 20 million to put into the market. There is going to be opportunities. Save your money, cut back, live frugal. Yes, still enjoy your life. I'm not saying, you know, go sell everything, live in a van down by the river and eat rice and beans. What I'm telling you is that try to save as much money as possible for opportunities, right? What is another thing you can do? Be as productive as possible. In my business, a lot of people are pulling back. It's hard because rates are high. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, I read something yesterday by a buddy of mine that really sobered me and gave me reality. What I needed to hear is... Um, it's so it's, it's, it's hard when you're investing because you feel broke, but you're building wealth. It's an uncomfortable feeling when you just deployed a bunch of money. You're like, oh my God, I just had all this money in my bank account. Now it's deployed into an asset that's paying me. It's hard. It's nice to sit on money. It feels good. It feels comfortable. But you right now get uncomfortable, start producing more, start marketing more. Start getting out there more. Start networking more. Get off your lazy ass and being more, right? So like, go go get healthier. Go get focused. If if you're drinking too much or you're eating shitty and, you're, and your health is, cut it all. Just, just get focused. This is the time where you need to get focused and be productive and make shit happen, right? This is, this is the opportunity. It's not the next deal. The opportunity right now, what you do right now is start making changes right now with your money, with your lifestyle, with everything, start doing this. The wealthiest people just told you, they just came out and they're cutting their companies. Do they really, really have to? They can make it. But they're doing this because you know why they're cutting staff? They're probably getting rid of people that aren't that great. Because guess what they know what's coming? The opportunity. There's gonna be a lot of great people that lose their jobs. And on the other side of this, 
They're going to be able, that person they paid 120 to be in this position, they're going to be able to get a stud of a man or a woman to basically come in for 80 because they need that job. That's what they know that you don't know. That's why they're cutting fat. When they're cutting people, I guarantee you, they're not letting the superstars go. No, 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 no. They're letting the people that are not superstars that were already like, you know, if things get a little bad, they're gone. Those, if you are a weak link on your company, on your team, in the small business business, you better watch out. They are coming for you and they're coming fast. So you better step it up. You get your ass in the office. What can I do? How can I be here? This is the time. This is the time to work to get in there. As I mentioned over and over in all my videos, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. And guess what? Right over the next year, two years, whatever it is, the marathon we've been running the last year, it's been, it's been on the flat surface. We've been running down the coast, beautiful. All of a sudden, we just took a right. You're like, where are we going? All of a sudden, you go, holy shit, we're going into a mountain range. Did I train for this? Was I ready? It's going to be a long uphill battle. My legs are going to hurt. I'm going to be winded. I'm going to need, like, this is what it is, guys. We're going in the mountain terrain where it's going to be wintertime and cold and miserable and this. Yeah. But the people that train, the people are ready, the people are doing stuff now are just going to grind through it, right? So if you didn't train, it's okay. We're not in the mountain range yet, but you better get your shit together. It's amazing how fast you could change your life in 60, 90 days by making changes. So the opportunities are going to come. Guys, they're already here. Crypto's down. Stock market's down. Housing, you're seeing it slow, right? You're going to see people fire sell motorhomes, fire sell cars, fire sell... uh, uh, um, toys they bought for the desert, fire sell boats, fire sell whatever. You know, like the things that you're overpaying for in a year might be a lot less. What people are gonna do, what that means, is just like the government pulled everything out of the system, they pulled the money, that consumer, they're going to get fearful, they're gonna get scared, and they're gonna run and they're gonna go to liquidity. So what people do is they look, what can I sell quickly to get money? Is it this watch? Is it this crypto is stock market is this is real estate is this car is this stupid motorhome i bought the stupid boat these stupid doom buggies whatever i bought whatever it is they, that they made that decision emotionally when things were good they are going to start selling so what i'd say if you got to sell something you better sell now because if you wait too long you're going to be paying more of a discount that is what's going to happen now the wealthy people the rich people of the world guess what guys they already got all their liquidity together as i mentioned this before they already got their lines of credit they locked in all their good rates they're ready to go, guys. They've been ready. Just so you know, they've been they've been ready to go since last quarter of last year. That's the difference. Are you late? No, but it's becoming, you're, you're getting close to where you're going to be late to the party. So the opportunity actually is not the stocks and this and that. The opportunity is what you're doing now in your life and your business to cutting, what you're doing to focus. Um, and, and this is just part of the process. It's part of it all. Right? This part of either being an entrepreneur or a real estate investor we're here is just to have the wherewithal to go through it. So let's talk about what you can do is um, if things correct and real estate goes down a little bit, yeah, maybe that's the time where you can leverage up a little bit because you're buying at a discount, right? What do I think is going to happen in the next 12, 24 months? Let's go through that quick prediction before I wrap this up. Uh, I predict that we will have the recession word will be all over the media. My guess is in July, unless somehow a miracle happens this quarter, we don't have it. So it'll be plastered all over and you guys will all know about it. The second thing I predict is interest rates will not come down soon. They could possibly go up. I predict Jerome Powell will definitely raise interest rates again, which will cause more pain. They are not gonna just stop. They are gonna wanna make sure that that inflation is coming down. That CPI number is 8.5. If it goes up again in July, it's not gonna be good. So they want that number to start trending down and they wanna see it trending down for months over months over months. Not just one month, they're gonna take their foot off the gas. I predict the feds are really gonna push the gas hard. We'll see what happens. I think time will tell. We're gonna get through July, August, September. And I think we'll really see what things are. So the next 90 days are really gonna be important. We also have midterm elections coming up. Trust me, they're all talking about it. The White House, the politicians, that's going to play a role. So next 60, 90 days, for the stock market, for everything, real estate, recession, the overall economy, it's going to really tell us a big picture, right? After that, whatever happens, we will eventually we will see um, inflation come down. 
we will see price stability come down, gas come down in the future, and obviously interest rates will come back down and you'll see them go from quantitative tightening to quantitative easing. And the opportunity, where does it lie? Most likely is everybody's looking for the bottom, but really what we're looking for going ahead is the vocabulary of the Fed. He's now obviously very hawkish on, we're gonna stop inflation. And the moment we start seeing inflation come down month over month, he might start saying, hey, inflation's been coming down. We might be able to take our foot off the gas. As soon as you start hearing stuff like that, that is when the stock market will start predicting, oh my gosh, we might see some quantitative easing. Things are gonna start getting better. And you might see the stock market turn around. At that point in time between here and then, that is probably your opportunity. It's just, when is it ready for you? When is it right for you? But as I always will say, and I will leave you with this, in real estate, in life, whatever, your team is the most important. So I'm gonna talk about real estate before I leave. Your team is the most important. Who's your lender? Who's your broker? Who's your property manager? Who's your insurance person? Who's your attorney, right? Who is the person? Who's your mentor? Who's your coach? Who are the people you're listening to? Who are the people around you? And who are they listening to? Are they out there spending the time, the money, the effort to put themselves in the right rooms around the right people so they can make the right decision for you? Are they, are they out there trying to find new products and new things for their clients? Are they out there trying to get you the best pricing, You know, giving you the best advice, not like just close this deal so I can make a, a commission? Maybe it's more like, don't close this deal, it's not a good deal, right? So that is it. I hope this has helped you guys out. I didn't get into too much detail, but as you guys can see, um, we are in a market shift. Things are changing. The biggest change you're gonna see, in my opinion, in the next 30 to 60 days is the psyche of everybody around you. And so be prepared, get ready. Um, start, start getting on there. Start going on podcasts. Start going on YouTube videos. Start listening to different people besides the same old people you are. Start listening to the right, the left, the middle. Start people that you think are crazy or people that are crazy. I listen to it all. I put it all on the table and I sort through it and I, and I come up with the conclusions that's best for me, my family, my clients, and everybody else around me, and I'm bringing it to you today. So my name, again, is Kenny Simpson. This has been the Real Estate Hustle News. I hope you like our news station behind me. I know this is the first one we shot. I really appreciate your time if you watch till the end. I'd really appreciate if you like, give me a comment, give me some feedback, anything else I can improve on or talk about in the future. Also, I'd really appreciate is if you guys share this with other people, it helps me, helps the channel, but it also helps everybody around us get prepared and ready for this so we can all take advantage of the opportunities that are ahead. Remember, stay strong, be safe, and remember who you're listening to in the end will matter.